Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. My name is Jason Newland. Newland. I do have a website. It's jasonnewland.com. It was down for a few days, but now it's up again. <laughs> um, and what is it? Oh, yeah. Only listen when you can safely close your eyes. And you may, in the background, hear little vinegar chomping away on a bone. So, yeah, I can hear him. I'm not sure if you can hear him. So, it's been a bit of a weird week, really. I haven't made a recording for a few days. Not many days, it's just a few. And, although I did do one yesterday, but it was a stress reduction or stress relief, short stress relief technique thing. Um... So that lasted less than 10 minutes. And as I was laying in bed, because I did this just before I went to bed last night, I was laying in bed and I had all these ideas flooding into my little brain. And, okay, my left buttock. But they were, anyway, it was, the ideas were coming. And I really thought I should get up and write these down, but I didn't. Um, that's the whole story. That's that's it, really. Then I went. To, then I went to sleep. I had a weird sleep, actually. I was. I woke. I, I dreamt. Right. I dreamt that I woke up, and it was only early. Like it was too early to get up, and I was so disappointed because I wanted to get out of bed and I wanted to get up. I wanted to start the day and have my breakfast. And then I woke up and it was time to get up, pretty much. Weird, isn't it? I mean, for those of you that are listening for the first time, that was actually one of the most interesting stories I've ever told. Just, you know, just to let you know, just a heads up. Um, it's been weird this week. I've had a few financial <laughs> blips. And for some reason, my bank has allowed payments to be taken out and put me into an overdraft when I don't actually have an official overdraft. And it did it with two different payments. Well, no, one payment, maybe two, but I don't know. But it was, I was, yeah, two payments, because initially I was £98 overdrawn, and then I was £104. So I'm not quite sure what the other thing was for. I need to start keeping track of this stuff. So, it was just, just weird, 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 weird. So I had to borrow some money. But I couldn't borrow. I needed £50 to get me through till today. But I needed to borrow £150 to cover the overdraft. Because if I borrowed £50, it would have just taken £50 off the debt. And left me with minus 50 instead of minus... Or minus 54 instead of minus... 104 and trying to explain this to the person I was trying to borrow money off and I only borrowed money for one day I literally borrowed it yesterday I left it right the way till the end of the week and I thought well I could do with you know I've been eating breakfast cereal for a couple of days and I thought oh, you know if I can just you know I was right I didn't have any dog food I didn't you know anything <sighs> Do you hear a little tiny violin? 
I used to play the violin. And that's that what I did then with my voice sounded better than I, I was when I played it. <laughs> it's true. I was awful. Really, really not very good. And the only good thing about it is I knew that it annoyed everyone in the house. And it was hard to top it. It was hard to top that noise. So I gave the violin up. I was in junior school. And I went to high school like the next year. So I played the violin for about a year, I think. Maybe longer. And I went to high school. And in the first year of high school, I started going to the Sea Cadets. And there was something missing from my life, from my home life. And that was that feeling of being able to leave the living room, the, you know, the sitting room or whatever you think you used to call it a sitting room, but you know, where the family used to sit around and watch telly and stuff. I used to miss being able to walk out there, leave my family sitting there watching the telly, nice and calm and contented and peaceful. And going up to my room and just destroying that peace with excruciating noise from an instrument. And I missed that. That's the one thing I missed about the violin. Knowing that, you know, there was part like, well, you need to practice. He needs, I remember the, hearing a, a, an argument. It sounds awful. We've got, we've got to stop him doing it. And then there was the other argument. Well, if he doesn't practice, it was can always sound bad. You know, the only way it can sound um, bearable is if he practices enough to get a little bit better. So, you know, I think the the goal was to have me practice enough so I sounded like a, a two-month-old baby playing the violin. That would, you know, that level. And... I kind of miss that feeling, that that feeling of being able to make a, make a difference in the household. So I joined the Sea Cadets, and I remember going home that evening. And I'd, I'd been with Sea Cadets a little while, and I went home, and I, I remember saying to my parents, uh, and I think my brothers were there as well, I said... Do you remember when I used to play the violin? And they like looked at me like, yeah, yeah. When you gave that up, that was the best thing that you ever did. And I pulled out my um, bugle, which I got from the band, because I joined the band in the Sea Cadets, specifically to take the bugle home so I could be playing that. And that was even noisier. That was way louder. And it was it was a highlight so far of my life. Uh, nothing's really topped that feeling of winning. <laughs> well, this sounds pathetic, doesn't it? Uh, anyway, so I played the... If you don't know what a bugle is, it's kind of... It's like a trumpet kind of thing um, a brass instrument so basically you you spit into the nozzle and there's nothing that you you, there's, you control everything with your tongue so you control the, the whole, everything is with your tongue done and obviously breathing and stuff as well so there's no like buttons to press or anything like that and so in some ways, it's a much harder thing to play, I'm guessing, than, than something that you've got buttons to push down to create a, a sound. But that's coming from um, complete ignorance, so I've got no idea if it's true or not. I, I never played a trumpet, I never played a flute. Did I, I played a recorder, but everyone, I think, in those days, in the, you know, late 70s, early 80s, every kid played the recorder, because 
we kind of had no choice. But they did do a thing where they um, put it into disinfectant, you know, the end of the nozzles into disinfectant. Uh, so all the recorders were disinfected before hand them out. They, yeah, they started doing that. Um, well, I did ask someone, asked the teacher, when did you start doing this disinfectant? They said the day you started at school. I said, oh, okay. Um, which is just lucky for me, I guess, wasn't it? So there was a time, though, when I played the bugle, and it, and it just, I, I did start to get okay at it, to be honest. It, it was quite easy to play. And here's one of the tunes. I'm not going to do it loudly, don't worry. It doesn't sound good, does it? Okay, but this is the tune. I still remember it, and I was only like 11, so it's, it's a little while ago. Do, 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 something like that. So that was one of the, I hear an applause, it's really weird, it's got this big feeling that everyone listening was just clapping. Yeah, imagination's a wonderful thing. So, I remember things were going wrong when my dad said, you're getting quite good, aren't you? My plan had backfired. So, I was determined I needed to correct that situation. And that smile and that almost that look of encouragement that my dad gave me, that look on his face changed the next evening when I walked home from Sea Cadets holding a drum. I changed the instrument, Dad. I've now got a drum. And that's even louder than a bugle and in some ways more fun now I remember how to play it well I don't remember how to, I know how the the thing went but you just copy the you know as other people doing it you just copy it and the good thing about it is if you're in a band being in a band in the Sea Cadets um, the benefit was didn't have to get involved in some of the other stuff that was going on. Now you might think, well, what do you mean you didn't have to? You didn't have to go in the first place. It's true. I mean, technically it's true, but the only reason I went to the Sea Cadets was because I didn't want to go home. And I was looking for somewhere to go and it was cold and me and my friend just wandered into the it must, I don't know if it's a Tuesday night or something we wandered into this hall where the secrets was and it was just up the road from the school so I passed it a, what, a few times a few hundred times probably not that night that'd be weird walking and just walk out what do you keep walking past for 200 times you've walked past do you want to join do you want to join no, nothing like that. I, I went in there anyway, and they, they were very welcoming. Not like a cult, but, you know, they're not as welcoming as a cult. But they, they you know, they, they was like, come in. And, and there was people there that I knew. There was kids that I went to school with. And that's one of the benefits, I think, having been with the Sea Cadets helped also doing karate helped with is because I went to there was two high schools two uh, well we used to call them high schools anyway in my town and really you'd never really got to meet the people from the other school unless I guess you were related to them or whatever or 
because so, so people that lived in a certain part of town went to one school and other people that lived in another part of the town went to the other school now I lived in the other part of town to start with so I went to the junior school for about a year there when I was eight seven yeah seven till eight or whatever and my so we moved into the town which was nearer to the high school but even though we moved both my older brothers continued at the other school and went to the high school there I went to a different junior school and ended up going to a different high school so from the age of eight I say nine eight and a half yeah yeah eight and a half or whatever I don't know nine eight nine something like that I was at a different school to my brothers up to then we were together the whole time you know from birth well not from birth but you know from like during school period we were kind of at the same schools wherever we lived as far as I'm aware now that might not be correct actually because my oldest brother was four when I was born and I lived with foster parents from the age of about six months to two years old and we were living separate we weren't living with him so he probably he might have gone to a different school and but then I wasn't old enough to go to school I don't know what my other brother did because he was two years older so but it was still only four when uh, who knows who knows but can you believe I've got a brother who's 57 57 years old that's just phenomenal weird isn't it weird I remember we was only f- blimey I remember when he was 10 I do how weird I tell you what's weird is I gave him that big thing and he's not eating it he's gone back to eating his little bones I think it's too big for him I wonder how I'm going to be able to break it oh well I'm sure he'll have another little go later on I think it's just a bit too big for his mouth doesn't normally stop him But it's given him the, the urge to chew on something. So, you know, when I first got him, he had a, is it called a haggle to, yeah, I don't know, a tooth that was overlapping another tooth. And I thought I was going to have to take him to the dentist or something. And I wasn't sure if he was in pain. And it was, people were saying it was wobbly, but I couldn't really feel it wobble. Plus, he wouldn't let me touch it but after about two months of having him maybe three months I don't know uh, I noticed that it wasn't there anymore so all the chewing that he'd been doing had pulled it out and then I found a couple of months ago I found a what looks like a tooth I don't know where it is now uh, and I think it might have been that that came out You may ask, what's that got to do with bugles and violins and drums and the sea cadets? And different schools you went to, but what you expecting this to follow some kind of reason? <laughs> this isn't, uh, I've not got this written down, you know. I'm not following it like, oh, I've done, done A, B and C, now D. Let's talk about shoes. Or we could skip to F and talk about ingrown toenails. I did get ingrown toenails, but I didn't get them really. I, I think, yeah, I did. No, I'm out. I did get them, but it was only really when I worked at the chip shop, and my feet were wet all the time at work. Now, if I'd have been sensible, or if I had some money, I would have bought myself some 
proper boots that you know not wellington boots because that's just a bad look i was 16 years old or 15 years old i didn't want to be seen walking around in wellington boots serving the customers you know i wanted to look smart although i didn't look smart but i didn't you know there's a limit there's a limit um so i used to wear trainers and they got completely completely soaked smell of fish smell of air really bad and which would explain why I didn't have much luck well I I thought that's why I didn't have much luck with women but then um, I realised well I wasn't sure to be honest you know I I left the chip shop after two years and I still wasn't having much luck and I went to a counsellor and I explained the situation. I said, I don't understand it. I'm young, I'm healthy, I'm, you know, I'm a decent person, but I just don't seem to be very successful with with girls. And I was like, what, 18 or something at the time. And uh, I can't figure it out, I can't understand it. And the counsellor said to me, have you tried looking in the mirror? Uh, that's a bit rude so uh, yeah so I pooed on a desk no I didn't I didn't do that so it was oh maybe did I no I don't think no I didn't I wasn't very confident you know there was a time when I was at school when I was doing karate I had confidence probably for the first time in a way I mean it all depended on my mood there was times when I had the when I was when I was in the right mood or the wrong mood depending on how you look at it I would feel confident but the problem I had is I was tiny I was very very small for my age I was well behind everybody I was a child amongst men in the high, in the last year of school there was all these men walking around big strong muscles hair <laughs> beard some of them could grow a beard you know deep voices all taller than me you know head and shoulders above me and there's me hi oh, everybody hey it's jason you know little little old me Three pubes, Jason. Three pubes. They used to call me, which was a bit rude. And uh, I don't know why. I mean, you know, my 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 comeback was all, well, why are you looking? But that didn't really work as a comeback for some reason. During gym, I would never ever undress. just didn't like it didn't like undressing when it came to PE or gym time during gym and apart from once when I did and the uh, gym teacher said can you wait until you get into the changing rooms it's like okay the one time I actually do do it it's like but I didn't feel comfortable I "I don't want to get undressed with these people I just don't you know, I mean, it's some of these kids I've known for years, for like five, six, six years or something. So you kind of get to know someone, and they were all kids, apart from maybe two that were already adults at eleven. Um, most of the others kind of, you know, they became adults physically during high school. I just, I'm still, I'm still waiting, still waiting for it to happen. I'm thinking it will one day. One day I'll become a man. Um, if it's safe to say that anymore, I don't know. And I don't care. Oops. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh no. I've just been cancelled. You can't cancel me. No. I'm not a television show. Blimey. 
is there's a lot been going on. I can't mention it really, but there's been a lot going on in this country regarding a celebrity, a comedian, and it's. Just one sentence that really, and again, I don't, I, you know, just one sentence from someone. And that's the only thing I'll say is this person said, um, and sh- this, this person was young at the time, uh, legal age, but young. And she was dating this comedian who was 30 at the time. And she said he taught her how to lie to her parents. And that's the most untrue thing I think I've ever heard in my life. That any, any, anyone over the age of 16 has to be taught how to lie to their parents. is. It's just the biggest, that in itself is one of the most ridiculous things I've heard in my life, ever. Just that one sentence. Everyone lies to their parents if they can get away with it. I'm not talking even big lies, just, you know. I didn't set fire to the shed, Dad. You know, just something like that. Little lies. Wasn't me. It wasn't me. No, you know, it's just it's things like, like I didn't block the toilet with my little brother. No, no, but I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't me, I didn't do that. And especially if you grow up in a household with other kids, with other siblings, it's almost survival of the best liar. It, you have to, and it's almost because you got, I had three brothers two older brothers and it was always like trying to blame other get the blame onto another another one of us and it was almost like I'd have to lie even though I wasn't I didn't do what I was they were trying to make out that I'd done but I had to lie to put myself out of that situation to pretend I was somewhere else when I wasn't there but it moved me further away from the possibility of having committed that particular daily crime that I was being accused of by my brothers. So lying is just something that happens, unfortunately. I mean, I like to think of it as white lies. Back then I did. Fibs. Fibs. It's a nice word, isn't it? Fibs. It still means smelly liar, but it's still fibs. It's just a fib white lie what you mean like a white witch still a witch <laughs> no fibs telling porkies where did that come from telling porkies porky pies lies I said okay rhyming slang makes no sense because firstly rhyming slang the whole, the whole point of using a terminology like uh, 5-0 or is it Hawaii 5-0 or um, you know for the police or the feds for the police or the you know using that te- terminology is so that the people that aren't in your little group don't know what you're talking about that's part of the reason of having little secret codey words doesn't work if everyone knows what it is you're saying it kind of makes it a bit defunct you get me swear down it's it's I don't know it's, I find it very strange and I imagine that's what it was like for my granddad's generation you know having the 60s imagine when the 60s came in and my granddad would have been, he was 29 in 1939, so 29 in 39, blimey, so that makes him 29 in 39, so 69, he'd have been 59, 59, he'd have been 30, 49, so yes, yeah, so he'd have been 50 
when the 60s started. I think it, it would have been a shock to him, well, not just him, but to his generation, to have like the new music that was coming out and everything was, from what I understand, was starting to change. There was a degree of prosperity, maybe. Uh, I've been told from a multitude of people that they could just walk out of one job and get and start a new job the next day. It's easy, you know, so it was, it was quite hard for businesses to keep employees. Uh, nobody get got paid very well, I don't think, but they didn't need so much money, which doesn't really make sense. But, but then a house was about, I think the price of a house is a price of a packet of biscuits now. I mean, you could buy a house for that. Like a couple of pounds or something. And it's amazing, isn't it? Or maybe you've got to go back a few hundred years. But still, there was a time when you could buy a house for two pounds. Twenty-two. You know, there's parts of the country where you can still own a house, a two-bedroom house, for less than a hundred thousand pounds. I didn't even know that until recently. Well, till about three hours ago when I heard someone tell, say it on the radio. I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to just accept it as fact and uh, use it for future reference for the rest of my life. And, yeah, even argue, argue the case if I have to. So, yeah, I decided I've just stuck it in my factual part of my brain. There's plenty of room in there. So I didn't write down the ideas I had for these stress relief techniques. But I do remember two. One involved buttocks. Well, they both involved buttocks. Yeah, no. But did they? Yeah, I think they both involved buttocks. Well, I'll tell. I walk through. I walk through one with you. I walk through through one with you. So the idea for this one, I would do a little catchy tune. This is stress relief technique of the day. Me me me. Um. So the idea of this one is okay. And I realise that when I when I think about these techniques, I I seem to think about, and I'm coming from my own perspective which is not ideal because I'm possibly, uh, you know, not like everybody else in the world. We're all different, aren't we? But the thing that's kind of really probably bugged me the most over my life has been people. Not all people, just the individuals that have been problematic. And I know that I've been problematic to other people as well, so I'm not proud of it. Maybe a little bit proud. I feel brilliant. I'm, I'm over the moon with myself. No, I was just, I, I want to say young and silly, but, you know, what is young? I mean, is yesterday young? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, it hasn't stopped really. The silliness is still carried on. But, you know, I do, I do, I make an attempt. Make an attempt at being a, a mildly decent human being. I pretend. And you know, I do my best. I do. I try. Sometimes I try. I've never tried never tried, I don't know why I even said that I've never even, no, never made any effort <sighs> so this technique right, this is based again kind of on the one I did yesterday, in a sense of <clears throat> a person has said something that has upset you you know, it's been an, an interaction with a human a human a human 
a humming uh, of whatever persuasion that they may be. Uh, a living sapien. Is it sapien? Sapien? You know, a living organism that you're able to communicate with and understand that communication. I'm not saying that people that you can't understand the communication means that they're not human, because technically, I mean, of course they are, obviously, but uh, you know what I mean, a, a person. A person, why don't, just, why don't I just say person? A person. So, you got this person and they've annoyed you. And they've really, really, really just like, you know, and this happens to me sometimes and I I just, it can be a little bit of a trigger for me and I'll end up getting a bit moody and I'm understating it, by the way, <laughs> it's an understatement because I'm bipolar, it's, it's a bit more than just a bit moody, but anyway, this is a technique that might be useful. For every anybody, okay, children and adults, not just not just not just children, but adults as well, and not just adults, but children as well, uh, monkeys and dogs and cats, anyone really. So you got this person. So what you really do is you think of the person, remember the conversation you had, but just remember their face and see them saying what they said to you. Maybe you can hear what they're saying. And just a clip of it, the clip that really like bugged you the most, and see maybe they're angry and whatever in the face, and they're telling you off or whatever it was. Okay, so if it's a teacher, they've told you off, and it could be anything like you know, get off the roof or just get off the desk. It could be, you know. Just Stop hiding all the furniture. Whatever it is, in, in a, a teacher might say to you, "Stop hiding all the teachers." Um, so it's, you know, don't don't take them hostage. That's wrong. But you know, just if you if you think about something that a person said, whether it's a manager or just just an annoying person, you could think of me. You could be me doing this podcast. Like, oh, that was annoying. Just imagine me sitting here and covered in bacon oil uh, not actually bacon oil not baking or bacon oil smeared all over myself and um, a few dandelions just you know spread over my body so you know just, just I'm just how you imagine I would be making a podcast wearing a duck face no I don't wear a duck face um, but and imagine there's a table and I've got me microphone. Actually, it's not a microphone. It's a old yogurt pot. And I'm pretending it's a microphone because I am delusional. <laughs> and the fact is, this isn't a real podcast because no one ever listens to it. Because I never actually upload it because I don't actually have the internet. And I'm just pretending that I make podcasts and I use a yogurt pot. imagining it's a decent microphone and I don't even have a dog. I'm just, I'm the one that is making that sound in the background. Because luckily, um, now I can't think of a way to explain that one. I'm scraping me 18 inch toenails across a, a bone. That's weird, but that'd be strange. No, I'm not drunk. I'm not. I haven't had an alcoholic beverage since September last year. So there. Uh, doesn't suit me, you know. Doesn't suit me anymore. Never, haven't really been into drinking alcohol for years. But you know, if I go away or I try to drink just to do something a bit different and does not suit me. It's very the opposite, in fact, it's, uh, ooh, mm, no, so I can't anymore, it's terrible, wish I could, but I can't, well, I don't wish I could, I'm not like, please, please, just let me be able to drink alcohol again, no, not, not that kind of wish, you know, 
I think uh, probably wish for a lottery win above that. So if you think of a person, don't don't think of me balancing a a microwave on the top of my head. Don't none of that stuff. It's so just think of a person and they're annoyed. See their face. There's so many different things you can do to change it. But with this one, I've just remembered one of the things on last night. Oh yeah. Anyway, so you got this, and what you're gonna do? They, they finish what they're saying, and they turn their back on you. Okay. So up to this point, have it be exactly as it was, and just feel. You can feel what you felt. You won't be able to feel what you felt back then because it's me talking about it. And just by talking about it and focusing on it in this environment, it diminishes it because you're in a different space. And this is just a healing, healing space. Healing space. I said, heal yourself now. It's a healing space. And it changes because it's hard to take things seriously, I think. I mean, even though I'm trying to be a, a very serious religious healer, nobody seems to be taking me as seriously as I'd like to be taken. You know? It's not as easy to be a guru as I thought it would be. It's really not that easy. It's almost like, oh, you know, people say, oh, you make me laugh. I'm not trying to make you laugh. I'm trying to, I'm trying to just be your guru. I want to be a guru. The thing is, I found, I finally, I've been wanting to do something. I never quite knew what it was I wanted to do. I finally found, found something that sounds interesting and I can spell the word guru. G-U-L-R. Easy. It's a very simple word to spell. So, okay, so you've got this person, you've got their face, you know, the whole of their body, but you, you're looking at their face. Maybe you've got their chest and their stomach. You know, it might be the whole of them, but not the whole, not the whole, but, you know, I mean, their upper body, I mean, like their arms, shoulders. <laughs> I mean, it's all going to be there, isn't it? It's not like... The shoulders aren't going to be on the, where the knees were, but they could be, you know, as far as, you know, imagination goes. But we're not doing that. We're not mixing body parts and stuff because it's not that kind of audio. And so what happens now is they've done, done the conversation. They said the whole thing they said and... You know, ideally choose if you're going to do it. I probably don't want to do it because you probably can't be bothered. But I mean, I can't be bothered to even tell you it, to be honest. It's, uh, to be fair, it's a little bit of a chore for me. I can't be asked. I, I kind of, I regret even mentioning it now. I feel I have to fall, I have to follow through, you know. And I can't be bothered. I just can't. I'd much rather go back to talking about the violin. But I can't think of a way back to that subject. Because for some reason I've moved on from the whole being at school stuff. To talking about stress relief techniques. And it's like, oh, how boring. It's not boring to me, but it, I mean, it's... It's like a different thing to this. This, because this technique is very serious and it's a very advanced therapeutic technique that takes many years of study. It's taken me 25 years of studying um, to, to create this technique. And that can maybe change your life. But the fact is, it's like these recordings aren't really about that. They're more like, you know, jovial and light-hearted and not supposed to be therapeutically useful in that way. 
necessarily more relaxing and maybe a bit boring and sleepy-ish and you know just I know some people I pretend that I'm boring and I've got a boring voice but we all know that I've, I've got a very exciting voice my voice is very exciting I'm sure you all agree isn't it yes now thank you um, you know, there was a time, right? There was a time, and this is in the 90s, 80s, and 90s, when people used to leave voicemail messages when they first got the, you know, the voicemail recorders that you could record your own message on. This is long before mobile phones. And for some reason, when you first, the first ones they got, they had a voice that said, Hello, you're free to leave a message, not, you know, after the beep. Beep. And then the new ones gave you the opportunity to create and record your own message. Now, what was funny about this is people started leaving messages, but they sounded like robots. Like, Hello, you are through to Stephen's recording phone. Please leave a message after the tone. And they were, they were leaving monotonous, almost robotic messages. Oops. That was weird. A bit, no, a bit noisy. They were leaving messages, not messages, like recorded answer machine messages. Or are they called messages? You leave a message, but then you get a message. Are they both messages? So when you call someone... And there's a message on the phone saying, please leave a message after the fit. Is that a message? Was it an announcement? I don't know. So you've got this person in front of you. Okay, not in front of you now, but, you know, if you were to do the exercise. And they're going on, whatever. The conversation was about that perhaps you felt crappy about later on or during a time or whatever. And then you see them turn their head and walk away. And as they walk away, you see the back of their head and it's two buttocks, like two bums, bum buttocks. And you see that they're just vibrating, there's wobbling as he walks away or she walks away, just on the back of his head or her head. Now, if you want to add a little bit to it, you can just add some fart noises. Just a bit of gas coming <laughs> coming out the back of the head. But you might think, oh, what difference is that going to make? But do it again. Go back, rewind it, and go back to them talking, then turning around. Because the thing is, you know what's going to happen now. You didn't know it before. So now they're talking. Now in reality, if that person was trying to talk down to you or trying to tell you off or humiliate you or whatever, anything like that, and you knew that they had buttocks on the back of their head, how serious would you be able to take them as a person of authority? I mean, obviously there's nothing, if someone had buttocks on the back of their head, they're still you know, there's still person, the person, you know, there still can be a love, lovable, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's, they're still human, I mean, I don't know if, it's, I'm not prejudiced against people with buttocks on the back of their head, that's what I'm saying, but if someone was trying to belittle you in, you know, in front of other people, or just maybe just on your own, or anything like that, and you knew that they have big old wobbly buttocks, very sweaty ones for some reason, and and they were and you knew they were wobbling while the person was nodding their head at you, and you knew behind them they were wobbling around, <laughs> and also you were aware that when they turned around you were going to see those, and you might have to duck so that you didn't get hit in the face by one of the buttocks, okay? 
and there was an awful smell coming out as well. I was like, oh, what was that smell? So how seriously would you take the person? You know, in, in all reality, it's kind of, there's lots of different things you can do in that situation. I mean, if, you, if you're sitting at a desk or you're being told off by somebody, a manager who's sitting the other side of the desk and they're telling you off, or as a teacher or something. And you imagine they're sitting on a toilet. So you can see just above the desk, their shirt, their tie maybe, if they're wearing a tie or the dress or whatever they're, they're wearing that they want to wear because they're allowed to wear whatever they want to wear, maybe. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I feel like I'll explain every single thing these days, but I'm not going to. So they're saying all this stuff to you, like, nee, 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 nee. and you're like taking it all in. It's like, oh, and you've got to pretend to be interested in what they're saying. And... But if you knew that underneath that desk, they were doing a big, smelly one, they were sitting on the toilet, releasing a giant, just almost like a chocolate octopus or something. I don't know, giving birth to a chocolate octopus. It's like, it's really, you know, ugh. And it's not alive, obviously. I mean, that would be weird. Mind you, a chocolate octopus would be kind of weird, but then I suppose someone telling you off, sitting behind a desk with a suit on or whatever, but actually sitting on a toilet doing a poo, that's probably weird as well. Is it as weird as me mentioning it? I don't know. So that's another little technique you could use. You know, it's like, you just imagine them. You can do that in the moment. Maybe, hopefully it doesn't make you laugh. But you can imagine them like, and especially if you, you focus on their, their face. And if at any point they look like they're straining, <laughs> you know? Or if it like, you know, some people like, they look almost when they're trying to think of something to say. They look like they might be straining a little bit. Or if they smile, or if they look relaxed, you know that they've done the deed. They feel, <laughs> they feel nice and empty. And it can reduce, reduce how you feel. It can change how you feel in the moment. Now, if you are listening to this and you're a kid and you're at school, not at school now, but you know, and your teacher's saying something and being maybe disciplining or, you know, just whatever. Or it's a, it's a serious moment. Try not to imagine your teacher sitting at the desk and underneath the desk there's a big toilet and they're doing a big massive poo. Try not to imagine that. Or if, it's, if you're at work and, you know, your manager's being a little bit annoying... Uh, just try, you know, or a colleague, or or anyone really. Bus driver, I don't know. Just you know, try not to imagine. I'm just saying, but if you you could use that as a technique, which might be useful in the moment if needed. I don't, you know, it's not necessarily useful all the time. Um. So there's a few little things it's that you could have. And a lot of the things I think about is concerning humans. But there's other situations that could be kind of similar where you could find ways to relax. I mean, this is a way to relax, just listening to me blabbering on about absolutely nothing for an hour. And even though I do sometimes go a little bit quiet for a little while, 
I don't mean during the recording, but you know, sort of maybe I go a few days, occasionally I've gone a few weeks without making recordings, but not for some while. I will be doing this for as long as I'm able. So, you know, I'm not going anywhere. Wherever I am in the world, I plan to be doing this. And out of all the recordings I do, these are the ones I enjoy making most that let me boy to sleep. I'll, I'll be honest, I, should, I shouldn't really have a favourite. And they're all my little children, aren't they? You know, the deep sleep whisper hypnosis, the relax and sleep hypnosis daily, the sleepy boring objects, the Jason's bedtime story time. Um, I've forgotten what other ones there are, but these oh, uh, stress and pain relief or chronic pain relief one as well. So even though the chronic pain relief was the thing that I first wanted to do, but I realised very early on, you know, back in 2006, because I started focusing on chronic pain relief in 2004, 2006 is when I first started actually seeing people, but I well, it's not true. I did see people in 2004 as well. But, um, it, you know, that was more people I knew. So, you know, pain relief was a thing that I really wanted to do. But I discovered very early on that one of the biggest ways to relieve or to increase physical comfort is relaxation whatever the physical comfort is a relief from it's that relaxation that calmness of the body calmness of the mind maybe focusing on something different maybe being bored and as I said earlier we're all aware that I'm not boring I mean I have probably the most exciting voice anyone's ever heard ever anywhere in the world but you know it's we don't focus on that we don't focus on the fact that I probably am potentially the most interesting person that's ever ever lived in the history of being alive but we don't have to focus on that because it's okay we know what we know in it eh? we know what we know and that's the main thing that is the main thing that we know what we know in it so it's probably time for me to bring this to a nice sexy clothes not sexy clothes but closing what have I got today so that's it really should I think of another technique before we go just sort of top of my head here's another one if someone's saying something that's Maybe they're just, they're, they're talking and they're stressing you out a little bit or they're just like, they're not enjoying the conversation. Just imagine a big finger moving very, very slowly towards their ear and just like moving up and down like it's going to scratch their ear and then moving away a little bit. Maybe you can pull out and see a big hand with that finger. Perhaps you could see another hand moving up from below, about to pick their nose. Maybe another hand patting them on their head, but not quite touching them, otherwise they'd know, wouldn't they? So they keep talking, but they're unaware that these bigger hands, one's about to pat them on their head, one's about to poke them in the ear, in the ear 
or maybe you know flick their ear the other one's about to poke them you know pick their nose and uh you know just things like that play around with it it can change how you see them you know Well, I'm not saying this is something that's useful to do if you actually want to have a sensible conversation with your manager. And <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's, it's just something that may be useful. So that's it from me for today. I might actually make a short recording for some of those other techniques that I've mentioned, so... Don't tell anyone. Take care. Remember to be kind to yourself because you deserve to be happy. Be gentle with yourself. And do something nice for yourself. Take it easy. Relax. And be cool, baby. Lots of love. Bye. Bye.